Welcome to Word Encounter with Dr. Abiodun Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. It's my prayer that as you listen to this week's message, the Lord will bless you abundantly. Let's join Dr. Charles Abiodun for today's message. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast. The Lord bless you for being part of the podcast. We appreciate God for His goodness. We appreciate Him for His blessings. We bless Him for the way He's been keeping us and upholding us each week. And He will continue to keep us and uphold us by His power. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. Bless you, honor you, and adore you once again for today. We appreciate you for this week's podcast. We thank you for how you have kept us in the past one week. Thank you, Lord, for the testimonies you have given us. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your care, for your love, for your provision. Thank you, Lord God, for every good thing you've done for us, for members of our household, our family members, oh Lord God, our loved ones, our friends, oh Lord. Father, our ministry, friends of our ministry, Lord, our listeners, we bless you, Lord God, for every good thing you've done for us in, over this past one week. And we are blessing you again for even that which you will continue to do. Lord, because you are a loving Father, you are a good Father. Lord, we bless you. We honor you. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. We come before you this week, O oh Lord. We want to receive from you once again. We want you to impart unto us, Lord, that which you want to impart unto us from your words, O oh Lord, today. We ask, O oh Lord, that your word come unto us powerfully and let the blessings come unto us. And Lord, as the word comes unto us, let it not return unto you void, but let it accomplish the purpose for which you have I mean, send it forth, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that it will not return unto you void. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, breathe upon your word this day and let it minister life unto our hearts. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Once again, I welcome every one of us. I'm Dr. Abiodo, and I'm glad that you are joining us in this week's edition of our weekly podcast. The Lord bless you. This week we are examining the topic, Victory by the Armor of God. Victory by the Armor of God. And our text is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. Ephesians chapter 6, from verse 10 to verse 18. And I will be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having gathered your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints." The Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, our topic is victory by the armor of God. And what is victory? We all know what victory is as the opposite of defeat. Victory is a successful ending of a struggle or contest. 
Victory is triumph. It is the opposite of defeat. It is the opposite of failure, if you like. Armor. What's an armor? It says a tough, more or less rigid protective covering of an animal or plant. Protective covering made of metal and used in combat as an armor. Or a military unit consisting of armored fighting vehicles. Those are the various definitions of armor. And when we talk of armor, we're talking of reinforcement of individuals or a military setup for the purpose of making it difficult for the enemy to successfully attack and defeat. When we talk of God's armor, therefore, we're talking of reinforcement provided by God that cannot be overcome by the enemy. Talking of divine armory is therefore talking of divine victory and becoming a divine champion. Hallelujah. We realize that God's promise is simple. That's to men, to believers, to those who trust in Jesus. His promise is always victory. God's delight for every one of his children is victory and success in life. That's the promise he has made to us. That will succeed in life, will always be victorious because Jesus has accomplished that on our behalf. There's a reason Jesus Christ came into the world to make every believer in Him an overcomer and more than a conqueror. And that's why you can be rest assured that you are more than a conqueror. You are a victor. You can never be a victim. You'll be made an overcomer in Christ Jesus. First John chapter 4, verse 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The devil is in the world out there, or the Bible says there is nothing compared to the one, the person who is in you. Jesus, who is in you, God the Father is in you, the Holy Spirit is in you, greater than the devil who is out there in the world. That's why you are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, verse 37 says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And is he who loved us is Jesus. Jesus loved us and gave his life for us, for our ransom, for our redemption. And so, because he's the one who loves you, he's made you more than a conqueror. And that's why no power can conquer you. No power can dominate you. No power can overcome you. Hallelujah. John chapter 16, verse 33. If you read the New King James Version, it says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Very simple, very clear. So we should be of good cheer. With all the tribulation in the world, with all the insecurity in the world, with all the challenges in the world, so we should be of good cheer. Why? Because Jesus says he has overcome the world. Hallelujah. I love the way the Amplified Bible puts it. Just John 16, verse 33. Let's read it from the Amplified Bible. Say, I have told you this thing so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Setting. Undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> I wish you could always meditate on that scripture. as well from the Amplified Version. He said you should take courage. He said you should be of good cheer. You should take courage. You should be confident. You should be certain. You should be undaunted. Why? Jesus said because I have overcome the world. He said he has deprived the world of the power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Hallelujah. So you are a conqueror. More than a conqueror. You are a victor. 
Yo, hallelujah. God's provision for us is always his armor. That's why he has given us to keep on living in victory. I say his promise to us is victory, success. And his promise, I mean his provision for that is his armor, which we have read in that <clears throat> text that we read at the beginning, our text for today, that's Ephesians chapter 6, we read from 10 to 18. We have there the armor, God's armor, that he has made available for you and I to keep on, to, I mean to put on and to go on conquering, to go on, you know, living in dominion over all the powers of the enemy. God delights in the victory of all his children, and in order to make his people victorious and successful, he has provided the necessary armor needed for the victory and success. In the secular, wherever a soldier goes into a battle, his army or country provides him with the weapons and the armor needed for him to prosecute the battle and achieve victory, because he is fighting for the army and the country. No soldier goes into a battle on his own account, but on the account of the army or country sending him into the battle. And the army and the country will do all that is necessary to equip and help him achieve victory and success. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 says, Whoever goes to war at his own expense, who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit, or who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of a flock. What is he saying there? Is there anyone who goes to war at his own expense? No, no soldier goes to war at his own expense. The nation, you know, kits him, equips him, and makes him, you know, makes him able to go into that battle in a very good condition so that he can win the battle. Hallelujah. Because winning the battle is winning the battle for the nation. It's not just for himself. It's for the nation. And that's why God has kitted every one of his people. He has equipped every one of us with his armor. And we're going to look at the armor that God has given us. We're going to look at the components one by one. Beginning from the first one there, the belt of truth. That's in verse 14. It said, stand therefore having gathered your waist with truth. Hallelujah. With truth. Having gathered your waist with truth. And what's the truth? The word of God is the truth. Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the word of God. Hallelujah. John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's Jesus there. He is the truth. And in John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Hallelujah. So the word is truth. The truth is what? And Jesus is the word. Jesus is the truth. Hallelujah. So that's the that's the first component of the armor, and that's the <clears throat> that's the truth by which we gather waste with, like a belt that we gather waste with. That's verse uh, fourteen of our text. Then the second component of the armor is the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Remember, the first is the belt of truth. And the second one is the breastplate of righteousness. The same verse 14 of our text says there, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, the second part. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So, the righteousness, there is our breastplate, is the breastplate that we have on us and that protects us. Just like the belt of truth puts everything in place as we put on our belt. The 
breastplate of righteousness is right over our chest, protecting us from the attack of the enemy. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So it's God's righteousness that is our breastplate there. And it keeps us from the attack of the enemy. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6 says, But we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. That's talking about self-righteousness. That's talking about the righteousness of man, which we've been delivered from by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, by our redemption, by the blood of Jesus. And now we possess the righteousness of Jesus, like we said in that Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Say, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we have all become the righteousness of God in Christ. And that's our breastplate. That's what keeps the enemy from being able to attack us. Hallelujah. When he does, we are protected by that breastplate of sheep. I mean, that breastplate of righteousness. Number three, the third component, the standard of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. Say, and having sure that fit with it, preparation of the gospel of peace. Of the, that's the sander of the gospel of peace. So our preaching of the gospel, our proclaiming of the gospel is another component of the armor that God has provided with us. As we preach the gospel, as we proclaim the gospel, we are shielded by the power of God from every attack of the enemy. Beloved, that's why you need to engage more and more in preaching the gospel. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God, reigns. Beloved, when you preach the gospel, the Bible says your feet are beautiful. Hallelujah. And like Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30 tells us, say the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he who wins souls is wise. Each time you preach the gospel and you win souls for Jesus, you witness for the Lord, the Bible says you are wise. Why? Daniel chapter 12 verse 3 says those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of a firmament and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Can you see why now? There is wisdom to win souls and there's benefit in it. Then those who are wise shall shine. You will shine like the brightness of a firmament when you keep winning souls for the Lord. And as you win souls for the Lord, say, you, as you keep turning many to righteousness, say, you will continue to shine like stars forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. The fourth component of the armor, number four, is the shield of faith. We all know what shield is meant for. It's for defense. And that's in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. You say, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Can you see that? With the shield, you're able, shield of faith, you're able to ward off every dart of the enemy. Your faith in the word of God is what wards off the attack of the enemy. Hallelujah. Your faith in the word of God is what gives you victory over the enemy. Hallelujah. It's like your shield protects you from the attack of the enemy. When he fires at you, you fire back at him with the word of God. That's your faith in the word. Oh, beloved, that's why you have to be full of the word of God. You have to keep proclaiming the word of God over every situation of your life that Jesus kept telling the devil. In Matthew chapter 4, when he was tempted... It is written, it is written, it is written. That's what you must keep saying to the devil, to every attack of the enemy. And you will subdue him by the word of your testimony. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, if you read verse 1 and also verse 6, let's look at verse 1, Hebrews chapter 11. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not 
sin. And verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Let's look at the fifth component of our armor, the helmet of salvation. That's in verse 17 of our text. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. If you look at the first part there, it says, Take the helmet of salvation. Your salvation, your knowing Jesus, your receiving the new birth in Christ Jesus, what gives you that protection over that vital part of the head. The helmet. That's what gives you that helmet that you use to cover your head. And, and the enemy is not able to attack you there. So take the helmet of salvation, salvation, salvation. So the question is, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you born again? And I pray that before we conclude this podcast today, if you have not yet known the Lord, you will come to the knowledge of him. You accept him as your Lord and as your Savior. And you will have that protective helmet of salvation. And it shall be well with you. It shall be well protected from the attacks of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Say, nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's the truth. And in Acts chapter 16, if you read verses 30 and 31, and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. That was the Philippian jailer, Paul and Silas. You remember in the in the in the prison, oh there it sang praises unto the Lord at midnight, and there was a tremor. And the whole prison gates were thrown ajar. Hallelujah. And the jailer thought they had escaped, but they told him, don't kill yourself. We are still here. And they asked him, what shall I do to be saved? And they told him right there and there. He said, what shall I do to be saved? And they told him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. That's the only name by which we are saved. The name of Jesus. There's no other name by which any man can be saved. And today, Lord, and today, beloved, I pray that you will know that Jesus and you will be saved. You will become your Lord, your personal Lord, your Savior in the name of Jesus. The sixth component of the armor, number six, one there, is the Word of God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. The second part says, The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We all know what the sword is used for. It's for attack. All the ones we've been looking at all along, they are more of defensive weapons. But this is an attacking one. Hallelujah. The Word of God is it's meant for attack. It's an offensive weapon. Hallelujah. Oh, it's the word of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Beloved, you need the word of God. If you must conquer spiritually, if you must be victorious spiritually, you need the word of God. I've told you, the need of the word of God with the faith, the work hand in hand. Hallelujah. The shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit. As you are using the sword, you are holding the, you, you use one hand. If you are a right-handed fellow, you put the sword on your right hand and the shield you're holding by your left hand. You're warding off every attack of the enemy with a shield, and you're attacking the enemy with a sword. Hallelujah. They go hand in hand, and that's why you cannot do without them. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Can you see that? Can you see the link? You can't have faith without the word. Hallelujah. And when you have the word, you need faith to operate it. Hallelujah. They go hand in hand. And I pray the Lord will begin to help you. You begin to make use of the faith that you have in Christ Jesus, you have in his word. And you will begin to load yourself with the word of God so that your faith will keep building in him in the name of Jesus. Psalm 119 verses 9 and 11. Psalm 
Psalm 119, verse 9 and verse 11. Verse 9 says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed, there, by taking heed according to your word. That's the only way you can keep yourself clean. You can keep yourself holy and pure. You can keep yourself, I mean, far from being vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. Hallelujah. From being invisible to the enemy. And verse 11 of that Psalm 119 says, Your word have I hidden, oh, beg your pardon, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hallelujah. You need to hide the word of God in your heart. You need to keep the word of God in your heart. You need to memorize the word of God. You need to internalize the word of God because that's the basis of your faith. That's what you're going to pray. When Jesus said it is written, he was not quoting just anything. He was not quoting men's philosophy. He was not quoting books of history. He was not quoting scientific documentation. He was quoting from scriptures. He was quoting for Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. And he quoted it to the devil, and the devil had no option but to leave him. Hallelujah. He was defeated. The devil defeated. Number seven, and that's the final one we're going to look at. That's... Prayer, 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 prayer. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says, Praying always with with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Prayer, prayer. We cannot overemphasize the place of prayer. They say powerless Christian is a prayerless Christian, but a powerful Christian is a prayerful Christian. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 verse 1, so then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. And if it shall, I mean, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, very familiar scripture, say pray without ceasing. And in James chapter 5, you read verses 17 and 18, say Elijah was a man with a nature like us, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. That's the power of prayer, beloved. You need to be prayerful. You need to keep praying. Oh, you are careful? Good. You must also pray. You are watchful? Yes, you must also pray. Hallelujah. Watch and pray. That's what Jesus says. Let's keep praying. Let's keep praying. And as we keep praying, the Lord will keep answering our prayers, keep giving us victory in the name of Jesus. Beloved, no power can overcome you when you are armed with the armor of God. As when you are armed with truth, with righteousness, with the gospel, with faith, salvation, the word of God, and prayer. You become victorious and successful. There is no power that can disarm whom the Lord has clothed with his armor. So there is no power that can disarm you when God clothes you with his armor. Refuse, therefore, to be clothed with any other armor other than God's armor. That is the armor that will make you victorious in life. Hallelujah. And right now, perhaps you're there, you have not yet known the Lord, you need to know Jesus. It's only when you know Jesus that you can take possession of this armor. We're talking about that's when God can clothe you with this armor. And if you're there, you want to take that step, that beautiful step, that wonderful step of knowing Jesus and having him as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to just say these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today to confess and repent of my sin. Forgive me, cleanse me, and make me your own. I invite you into my heart today, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your spirit, and help me to live for you. I severe my allegiance to the devil, and choose to live for you from today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless your name, O Lord, for my 
beloved brethren who have taken that beautiful step today to come to you, Lord Jesus, and accept you as your Lord and Savior. I ask, O oh Lord God, that according to your word, you will not reject them. You will accept them. You will fill them with your spirit. You will fill them with the power to live for you, to serve you victoriously. That having put their hands to the plow, Lord, they will never look back, and I shall be well with them. They have severed their allegiance to the devil, Lord. The devil will have no grip, we have no power, we have no influence over their lives anymore in the name of Jesus. I declare it is well with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, I want to congratulate you for taking this beautiful step of coming to the Lord Jesus today. The Bible says you have become a new creature that all things have passed away. And I want to counsel with you that please look for a Bible-believing church around you. Join the church, begin to fellowship with them, begin to, you know, <clears throat> bless God with them, worship God with them. And as you do, the Lord will build you in His Word, will build you by His Spirit, will build you to be a powerful soul winner for Him. And you will be blessed and I can assure you that the armor of God will become available to you. And the enemy will not be able to overrun you anymore in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Quickly, before we bring the podcast to a close, let's save some few pairs, about three of them here. And the first one says, my father and my God, let me never lose sight of your promise of victory in life. Keep me trusting you and overcoming the power of the enemy. My father and my God. Let me never lose sight of your promise of victory in life. Keep me trusting you and overcoming the power of the enemy. Prayer. My Father, my God, I pray, O Lord God, that you help me, that I will never lose sight of your promise of victory in the name of Jesus, that you keep me, Lord, trusting you and overcoming the power of the enemy by your power in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me, Lord. I will never lose sight of your promise of victory. Keep me trusting you, Lord. Keep me overcoming the power of the enemy. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Now, second prayer point says, My Father and my God, keep me dependent on you and on your power. Keep me victoriously trampling and crushing all the powers of the enemy. My Father and my God, keep me dependent on you and on your power. Keep me victoriously trampling and crushing all the powers of the enemy. Prayer. My Father, my God, I pray this, O Lord, that you keep me dependent on you, Lord. Keep me, O Lord God, dependent on your power in the name of Jesus. And Father, you keep me victoriously trampling and crushing all the powers of the enemy. Because you say you have given me authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and upon all the powers of the enemy and that nothing will by enemies hurt me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you keep me dependent on your power. Keep me dependent on you, O Lord God. That will keep, O Lord, crushing and trampling, O Lord God, victoriously, triumphantly over all the powers of the enemy. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. And finally, we're going to pray to my Father and my God. Help me to always have on me your full armor for victory. Let no power be able to disarm me or withstand me. My Father and my God, help me to always have on your full armor for victory. Let no power be able to disarm me or withstand me. Prayer. My Father, my God, I pray this, O Lord God, that you help me to always have on me your full armor for victory in the name of Jesus. Let no power, O Lord, be able to disarm me or withstand me. Let no power on earth, in heaven, underneath the earth, wherever, O Lord God, be able, Lord, to disarm me. Let no power be able to withstand me, Lord, as I move, as I operate, as I fight, O Lord, with the full armor that you have made available unto me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 
Father, we thank you once again and bless your name. Thank you for this week's podcast. Thank you for your word to us, O Lord. Thank you for the armor you have provided for us for victory. I pray for my brethren, O Lord God, that Lord, they will put on this armor in the name of Jesus. Oh, as they put it on, O Lord God, no power of the enemy will be able to touch them or harm them, Lord. Father, they will put on, O Lord, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Father, the sandals of peace, Lord, in the name of Jesus, they will put on, O Lord God, the helmet of salvation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, Father, that we have in their hands, O Lord. And the shield of faith, Father, will be in their hands, that no power be able to conquer them, because you have made them more than conquerors. In the name of Jesus. Beloved, I pray over you, though, as you put on the armor of God, no power will be able to touch you. You become invincible to the power of darkness in the name of Jesus. You become indomitable. You become untouchable in the name of Jesus because the power of God will begin to operate in you through you and for you in the name of Jesus. I declare it is well with you. Oh, you will go on conquering because God has created you to be more than conqueror. You keep on overcoming because you have overcome by the blood of Jesus. Oh, it is well with you. It is well with you. Angels of God will watch over your going out, will watch over your coming in. You'll be far from terror. You'll be far from fear. You'll be far from oppression in the name of Jesus. And when we are meeting again next week, it shall be for joy, it shall be for celebration, it shall be for wonderful testimonies of the Lord's goodness in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We adore you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Beloved, God bless you. Remain blessed and keep loving Jesus. I believe you've been blessed by today's message. For inquiries and further spiritual help, you can reach Dr. Charles Abiodu on plus 234-809-623-7300, plus 234-809-623-7300, or you can send an email to wordexplorersministry at gmail.com. Till we come your way again next week, remain blessed and rapturable.